0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN. And they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com. SGP. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGP and crew. Just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. This is your UEFA Super Cup preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, along with our first look at the Champions League futures for this season. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter, at sgp soccer. That's at soccer To get my additional content, follow the Twitter account, LockBetting.com. That's at Lock. Com. Lockbetting.com is my premium pay service that has delivered 110 months in a row of transparent track profit, and we had a red hot start to the season with our soccer picks. As you guys know, if you listen to the EPL show, the leans ended up going eight and one. And the official plays did very well this weekend as well. So we're off to a solid start here in the month of August. There's still time for you guys to sign up. There's still time to get those soccer futures. We've yet to release our futures for Serie A and La Liga. They'll be released this week. And of course, the Champions League as well. And of course, the NFL futures will be released this month too. So plenty of stuff with the futures plays, domestic soccer action and the US Open tennis still to come. And you can get involved over at lockbetting.com. If you want to do your research, look at the pin tweet at lockbetting.com. And com. You can see the PL for the month of July. If you want to see other PLs, go down to the tags at the bottom. They say things like soccer, tennis, NBA, etc. One of them says PL. Click the PL tab and you can see all of the other previous PLs. You can see the type of bets that we do, the stakes, the sports, and most importantly, the members' comments down the bottom, verifying the fact that this service has genuinely delivered 110 months in a row of transparent track profit. Of course, I always say, We don't do ridiculous plays, so this should be a service for everybody. You won't see a five-unit five-star play, a 10-unit max, a 20-unit whale. None of that garbage. All sensible staking. You should be able to get on all the sports. As I said, do your research. Look at the spreadsheets. Look at all the old spreadsheets. And as I said, the members' comments at the bottom verify the fact that this service really has delivered what we said and as I said you can still be a part of it this month you can still get all of those futures you can even get the old futures that we posted last week because the prices would not have moved significantly in the EPL off the back of one week unless suddenly you think Liverpool are out of the title race and Manchester City are going to win it comfortably. Um, obviously, there has been some line movement in that particular department. But what I'm saying is nothing is unbackable off the back of match day one. So moving on with this show where we will primarily be focusing on the Super Cup that happens tomorrow between the Champions League winners and the Europa League winners. It's Real Madrid versus Eintracht Frankfurt. Real Madrid are significant favourites to win the game. And that has been even that has been made even more significant off the back of Eintracht Frankfurt. Losing their season opener. It's one thing to lose your season opener. And it's one thing to get absolutely humiliated. And that's what happened to Frankfurt. They lost at home to Bayern Munich by six goals to one. And therefore, there has been significant line movement for this game. Real Madrid are now the one to two favourites to win it in 90 minutes. It's 15 to four to draw and it's 11 to two on Frankfurt. As for who lifts the trophy, Real Madrid are pretty much unbackable here at 1-4, with Eichek Frankfurt available for you here at 3-1. The method of victory market sees Real Madrid, as we said, 1-2, 90 minutes, 10-1 extra time, 16-1 to penalties. Frankfurt at 28-1 in extra time, sorry, and 18-1 on penalties. So with Madrid being unbackable in all departments, we are looking for another bet here for this game. I like the look of over two and a half goals, and I also like both teams to score. Over two and a half goals is shorter at four to six with the both teams to score bet here available at 10-11. to 11. Now, despite the fact that Frankfurt got absolutely smashed by Bayern Munich, they should be the fitter side here. I don't think that will be a key factor in them winning because Real Madrid have looked pretty good so far in pre-season. But Frankfurt were getting ready for a competitive game. So I think they'll be fit enough to cause some problems and I think they'll be able to score a goal here against Madrid. But ultimately, I fancy Madrid to win it. Madrid have a good record in the Super Cup. They have won three of the last four UEFA Super Cups that they have played in, and two of those wins have come in 90 minutes. As I said, Frankfurt was smashed 6-1 at home by Bayern at the weekend, and are likely to struggle here against another quality outfit. Despite having a fitness edge, Real Madrid have enjoyed a strong preseason, and they've just beaten Juve 2-0 in their last friendly However, both teams have scored in each of the last seven. UEFA Super Cup. So that's strong data for a play that's priced up at ten to eleven minus one ten. And this Frankfurt side have scored in all in scored have scored in all of their European games last season, including four against La Liga teams. So this is the best La Liga team out there. It doesn't matter to me how many players Barcelona signed because Barcelona are making themselves a top heavy team. And we will talk about that in the La Liga Futures preview that will be released in the next 48 hours but for me this is still the best team in Spain because this is the best team in Europe officially because they are the Champions League winners and the Champions League winners do usually win this and they should win it against a team who got battered 6-1 at the weekend. I think there'll be goals here. I think over two and a half goals is a strong play. I think taking Real Madrid on the money line and tacking on over two and a half goals is one way to go but I can't ignore the fact that both teams to score is available at 10-11 to 11 minus 110 when it is something that has happened in the last seven UEFA for cup games, so uh, UEFA Super Cup games, so we're going to ride that data and we're going to go for 8 in a row here as Real Madrid the better team look to beat the weaker team in Frankfurt who will still have a fitness advantage despite the fact that they were absolutely hammered by Bayern Munich and it wouldn't be totally surprising to see the same here because of course Bayern Munich are a quality outfit who are far better than Frankfurt on paper and you expect the same from Real Madrid here but we'll just be hoping for a Frankfurt goal to eight here with our main selection for this game so as we move on from the super cup not too much more to say on that we will have a brief look at next season's champions league of course real madrid won it last season and they did it as a largely unfancied team They were underdogs in every single round last time when they played. They were underdogs when they came up against PSG. They were underdogs against Chelsea. They were huge underdogs against Manchester City. And they were underdogs in the final as well. But they managed to navigate every single round. Yes, of course, they they rode their luck at times. They had a lot of luck winning it. But it's better to be lucky than good. And um, you were getting that feeling at some stage in that tournament that Real Madrid's name was on the trophy. I certainly wasn't going to back against them in the final and this has nothing to do with my dislike of Liverpool. I genuinely just felt like the route that they take and sometimes you just feel like a team are a team of destiny and that was the feel that we got with Real Madrid last season. So as we go into this campaign it's pretty much the same picture that we've seen for the last few seasons. Manchester City are the favourites to win it again? They are priced up at 11 to 4. That's the best price that's available on them. Paris Saint Germain come into the season as the 6 to 1 joint second favourites to win it, along with Liverpool, who are also priced up here at 6 to 1. You then get Bayern Munich at 8 to 1, with Barcelona available at 12 to 1. They are ahead of. Of Real Madrid in the market, last season's winners who are available here at 14 to 1. It's 22 to 1 on Chelsea. It's 25 to 1 on Tottenham. Inter Milan at 44 to 1. Juventus here available at 55 to 1. Atletico Madrid also 55 to 1. AC Milan at 75 to 1. Ajax at 100-1 to one, and everybody else including Dortmund, Leipzig, Sevilla, Napoli are all over 125-1. to one. So I'd love to make a case for those teams down the bottom but I just can't. I think Napoli are going to be a different team without Gurbali. I think Sevilla are better in the Europa League. Uh, I think Leipzig, they've got a very, very good young team but I can't see them challenged for the Champions League and I think Dortmund without Haaland, I think they, they, they've signed some good pieces but I think for them it's just a case of getting back into the Champions League and, and Ajax be interested to see how they'll do without Eric Ten Hag. But I can't make a case for them either. Can't make a case for AC Milan. Phenomenal achievement winning Serie A last season. But... um I don't think they're going to be contenders in the Champions League. Can't make a case for Juve. They seem a little bit all over the place. Atletico Madrid, they're not going to win the Champions League until they find a way to utilise their attackers. This sitting back and being negative and trying to steal games is never going to work for them. Inter Milan, I think their priority will be winning Serie A again. But I think out of the Italian teams, they could possibly pose the most threat. Tottenham, for me, they are a dark horse. Because last season, they were unbeaten against both Manchester City and Liverpool. And if you can do that you can be a threat in the Champions League over two legs. In fact, they had a 100% record against Manchester City last season, beating them twice. So to see them at 25-1, to 1, that's a big price for Tottenham. I also think 22-1 to 1 is a big price for Chelsea because they can beat anybody on their day. They won the Champions League a couple of years ago and they got to two cup finals last year, only losing on penalties to Liverpool, who are very lucky. I think Real Madrid at 14-1 to 1 is ridiculous, coming off the back of winning it last season, being the most successful team in the history of the Champions League as well. I think Barcelona at 12-1 to 1 is ridiculous for other reasons because they're not winning the Champions League. I don't think they're winning the league either. Um, they've made some serious top-heavy signings. Yeah, they're going to score loads and loads of goals. They may score 100 goals a season, but they're going to concede 50, I believe, in the league as well. So I think that's going to be their Achilles heel. I don't think they've got enough protection for that back four. I understand that they brought Kunde in, but Kunde's a player who... Mostly operates from the right-hand side. I know he can be a right-sided centre-back, but he also can operate as a right-sided player. He's a footballing centre-back that likes to go forward. I'm not completely sold on Kunde's defensive skills. Individually, he's a great signing, but coming into this unit... Um, if he's is he going to play alongside Gerard P. K. Who's he going to play alongside? What's the defence going to be? What's the formation going to be? Who's going to protect that back four? It's difficult for me to to visualise it until I see it. Obviously you've got you've got Kessie there from AC Milan. He may provide some protection, but then you've got six attackers that you need to get in and around the team, or at least give them enough game time. I Understand you're not going to play six at once. But um, you've just managed to to sign Dembele and make him take a pay cut. How are you going to get him in? How are you going to get the, the prodigy Fatty in? Because Fatty's is obviously um, lauded as the next Messi, which is a big, big statement. But still, that, that's, the, that's the level that he's at. How are you going to get him in a team? What do you do with Aubameyang? How's Lewandowski not going to start every single game? It's, it's, it's a big problem at Barcelona and, and they need to fix that. Um, and I just don't feel that it's going to be conducive to them winning the Champions League. Bayern Munich, we saw it the weekend. They won won six goals to one. They've managed to replace Lewandowski and they're going to implement the false nine, which is a little bit more in line with what Nagelsmann has done previously. I think they will be more of a threat this season. And obviously the big three are the big three. Liverpool get to the final on a regular basis. Manchester City are by far the best squad in this competition. And PSG... Again, I don't think they should be second favourites. Yes, you've got Mbappe, Messi and Neymar. And last season, that was enough for people to get overexcited and immediately install them as favourites. That was proven wrong. I've seen no reason why they should be second favourites this season. They've still got those same three players, but they've still got the same three problems. There's a, They're a top-heavy team. They don't have the depth around the rest of the squad. They've now got rid of Pochettino and have, have a new manager in there, but no other manager has managed to win the Champions League, and I just don't see... It being very different this season so as for who I'm tipping for it early doors I think Tottenham are a big price but I can't look past Manchester City I think if they find a way to utilise Haaland and I've only watched one game but at the weekend they utilise Haaland they scored two goals if they manage to utilise him here in the Champions League, and bearing in mind he's a regular scorer in the Champions League already at this stage of his career, then it's very, very difficult to look past them. They've had some horrendous luck. They they should have won the Champions League already. They should not have been eliminated against Tottenham uh, in, the previ- in, in the previous year, back in 2019. They should not have been eliminated against Real Madrid. They should not have lost the final against Chelsea. These are all things where... Manchester City have snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. I don't know how long that can continue to happen. I feel that... It's a big, big season for them now with Haaland there. You seem to have all the pieces in place. I've had a solid back line for a few years. People are critical of Manchester City's defence. And I can see that criticism coming in because you you shipped three goals against Real Madrid. You you conceded two goals pretty much in injury time to go out of the competition last season. But I think the big difference there was when Carl Walker went out. And obviously injuries can change Anything, uh, If we look at, if we look at our, an, NFL, uh, an NFL betting pick, for example, and, and the quarterback is imperative to that team winning, let's say Aaron Rodgers goes down for, for Green Bay, then Green Bay are not only going to not make it to the playoffs, they're going to have a losing season. That They're going to end up going like 4-13. and 13. That's how key he is. And obviously, all of that needs to be factored in. But if we're looking at this team picking up no injuries, if we're looking at their, their first 11, if we're looking at Walker and Cancelo being the players out wide, we're looking at Edison and Goal, we're looking at a partnership of, of Stones and Diaz or, or Diaz and Laporte. If we're looking at Rodri protecting this back four with um, with De Bruyne and, and Gundogan in front of them. If you're looking at the wide players being Grealish and Mares with Haaland down the middle, if you're looking at this team being the team that mostly plays the Champions League this season, then I, not, I cannot see past Manchester City. I actually tweeted out the other day that it's reached a point where I believe that six of these Manchester City players could be in the World XI. That's how genuinely strong I believe they are. I think Diaz is, is, is one of the best two centre-backs for sure. I think Cancelo and Walker are the best two full-backs in the world. I can't think of a better holding player than, than Rodri. I can't think of a more prolific striker than Haaland as far as the number nine goes. Yes, Lewandowski could go into that argument and people can still argue that Lewandowski is currently still better than Haaland. But ultimately, if that's your opinion, that's fine. But inevitably, that will change. He'd be it this season or next season or the season after that the best number nine in the world is going to play for Manchester City if he already doesn't so I think this is the year I think from what I saw at the weekend although it's very very early it looks like that signing is going to click for them and if that's the case I can't see them blowing it this season so getting Manchester City now at 11 to 4 in my opinion does provide you some solid value. So that concludes your very early look at the Champions League outright markets. And, of course, your UEFA Super Cup preview. Our main lean there was on both teams to score. If it happens, it will be the eighth Super Cup in a row that that has occurred. Don't forget to check out all of the additional content this week. Of course, we will have an EPL show at the weekend looking at match day two. But Serie A is also back, so look out for two episodes of Scamessa Italia, one for match day one, and one looking at the outright futures markets. We'll also be putting a future show out for La Liga. We'll also be putting out another episode of BetMUFC. We'll also be putting out an EPL bonus show, looking back at match day one. We won't be looking back at every single match day on a weekly basis, but obviously there was a long, long wait for match day one and there are going to be some hot takes coming out of it. I've seen some stuff on Twitter about this team are going down and it looks like another shitty season for Man United and and, and what's wrong with Liverpool. And yeah, let, let's look at all of this stuff. Let's look at how how good Tottenham actually are. Let's look at what happened with Liverpool. Let's look at how bad Man United are. Let's look at if Nottingham Forest are already going down. Let's look at if Newcastle are the real deal. So we're going to do a show for that. And of course, one of the most important shows I'll be putting out this week is your soccer tutorial. A while back, we did soccer in 20. We did it in two parts. I still get loads of questions about this bet and that bet and the Asian markets. Well, we're going to cover that with another soccer tutorial. So a Lots of stuff coming out this week. But until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.